Mark chapter 10, starting at the 46th verse. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people blind, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he cast away his garment, rose, came to Jesus, and Jesus answered and said to him, What will you have me do for you? The blind man said unto him, Lord. Correct translation would have been Rabboni. Rabboni. I need that because I want to teach a little bit about that. That I might receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I want to preach this morning from the subject. I want to see. Go ahead and shout that to God. Say, God, I want to see. may be seated. Father, use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We come to what would be the last healing miracle of Jesus' ministry. This would be the last miracle of healing that we would see Jesus perform. And it wasn't even a planned miracle. As we're going to soon see. We know that Jesus never went anywhere without purpose. He knew all that the Father let him know. He didn't know everything. He knew what the Father let him know. Just a scriptural base for that. He said of the time, at the times and the seasons, no man know. I don't even know when, when I'm coming back. He doesn't even know. That's deep in itself. But this wasn't a planned miracle. But it was a planned meet up with purpose. The miracle met up with purpose. It wasn't planned, but it met up with purpose. See, because when you know your purpose, it could change your plans. Right? When, when, when something meets up with your purpose. Just give you an example. If I if I had some money and I, I had something planned for this money, but somebody came up and they had a need and it met up with my purpose, I may release that money even though I had a plan for it because the need met up with purpose. <laughs> y'all, y'all, follow me. I'm, I'm going. I know I'm going somewhere this morning. 
Now, Jesus is about to exit this town and make his way to the place of execution when this event takes place. So, let's see what we're supposed to glean from this passage. I ain't got a whole lot of open. I just want to go right to the text because the text says a whole lot in itself. Amen? They came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. First of all, let, let's stop here for a second, and let's define who he is, because he is Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. That's, that's a double play on words, because Bartimaeus means son of Timaeus, so there was no need for him to tell us that he was the son of Timaeus, because the word bar, the prefix bar, means son of. Right, Bar Jonah, son of Jonah, Bar, bar Mitzvah. Is, you understand? Bar means son of. So, but but it is important to find out what Timaeus means. Timaeus means honor, and and it is the Latinized form of the Greek word Timaeus, which means honor. So he was the son of honor. Catch this. He was the son of honor, but look what the son of honor was doing. He was sitting by the highway begging. His name means son of honor, but he's living in a place of dishonor. He has allowed his condition to create a condition. He has allowed his condition to create a condition. See, there are two types of people. There's ones who face obstacles and come up with plans to conquer the obstacles. But then there are those who face obstacles and decorate them. He has made a career out of his circumstance. The Bible says that in the word of God, he said he'd never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. But he is a begging man. Yeah, Jesus. So what we see here is that he has positioned himself in a location to beg. This is not this is not Old Testament Jericho. This is New Testament Jericho. This is not the place where Joshua went and the walls fell down. Then the word Jericho means fragrant. But what we have to understand about Jericho, this New Testament Jericho, it was a place, he was on his way to Jerusalem, but it was a place where the highway, he sat on the highway, it was a place where a lot of commerce took place. It was a, it was a great trading place, a place with a lot of people, the hustle and bustle of Jericho. But Jericho is tied with walls falling down. So when we hear Jericho, we hear of a place that is fragrant, but we hear of a place that walls got to come down. Now this man, Bartimaeus, has set himself up on the highway so he can position himself to see everybody coming and everybody going. 
so that he can be in the prime position to beg so that he don't come out broke. But he is also in a place, he's positioned himself at a place to beg, but he's positioned in a place where walls got to come down. Oh my God, oh my God. Let, let me let me help us. Let me help us. There are so many of God's children who have become comfortable with begging. Children of God they spend on their wants, beg for what they need. But see, if 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 you possess a spirit that is a more than a conqueror spirit, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But if you have the type of spirit that that when you see things, you don't look for a way to get over, you look for a way to get over. Yeah. And, and and if you have a more than a conqueror spirit, it bothers you to be around begging people. Now, 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 I'm not saying that 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 that, that there are some people that that just have to beg. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about begging believers. I'm talking about people who name the name of Christ, who say, God shall supply all my needs, but they're still begging. Y'all are not going to say nothing. See, I, I know what it's like because I, I remember when I was a beggar. I, I remember I would ask people, I, I would spend all my money on drugs, but beg for food. I'd have money for food if I didn't buy the drugs, but I'd rather have to buy the drugs and beg for the food. Y'all know, y'all know. When you, but then when I realized that I was more than a conqueror, I said, "Listen, I can't be around people that got money to buy food, but a buy y'all not gonna help me this morning. But but a buy stuff and look like a hundred bucks, but they got no money and they keep begging me." For what they they beg me for what they need, but I'm looking at them and what they want. Bartimaeus was a, a son of honor. He positioned himself. You know, I, you know, I, 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 I give, I give up my resources freely. I'm, I'm a giver. I'm a giver, and you know, I, I want to train my children to be givers. And so, when we be in a car and we see people on the highway and they position themselves, I, I give them money. You know, and you know, I'm, I'm just that. To, I, 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 God has brought me to a place to be like my mother and my, my, my the people that I surround my with, uh, surround my life with have 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 gleaned that and dripped that into me i like i like to tip people i don't like to just leave a tip i like to tip them to the point that it makes them treat me like um eddie murphy and coming to america like like you know what i'm saying like that that'll make them just shift and they'll bring uh, i like to i like to tip them to blow their mind 
You understand? So, so uh, sometimes, but now there are people who take advantage of that, and, and there'll be people positioned on the highway with, with cars, you know, saying, you know, they'll do all kinds of things, and they mess it up for the people who really need stuff. Because I, I seen one chick on the highway with the sign, and she had some Christian Dior um, shades on, and her nails wasn't quite as dirty as they should have been if you're going to be a beggar. So y'all not going to help me. So, so, so it kind of messes, messes you up, but uh, somebody say, we got to get away from this begging believer mentality. Cause there are people that uh, are not here, not here. We talking, we, we, we talking about other people. It's not you. Don't look, don't look at your neighbor, but people will come to church just to see if they can go ahead and work on your compassion and go ahead and see if they could, they could come out here, you know, and they'll ask you for $10 and won't tell your neighbor that they just asked them for $10 and walk. Y'all not going to say nothing. They'll walk out of here with more tithes than you gave. You ain't gonna say nothing. They don't even have the decency to tithe off what they begged for. I'm preaching. You ain't gonna say nothing. And the Bible says when this beggar heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, this is what I love about Bartimaeus. This is what I believe separates him from other beggars. He's blind, but it never tells us the reason for his condition. Remember, they always try to find out what who sent this man or his parents that he's born blind. It never tells us the reason for his condition because I believe with God, reasons don't matter. I don't care why you're in your condition. See, for us, reasons matter. So we try to trace stuff. We try. We, we say God is the God who will break curse, but we want to trace our stuff all the way back to our childhood. Like God didn't know what happened in your childhood. And then you want to explain, well, this is the reason why I am like I am, because this happened to me as a child. Now, I'm not negating the pain that you had to go through as a child. I'm just saying when you come to Jesus... Your childhood don't matter. Because you either going to give your childhood authority or you're going to give Jesus authority. Because you can't have both. You, you can't be victorious on the other side of Christ and him not go back and make you victorious of your childhood. Because we just said all things work together so instead of blaming your parents why don't you thank them for being crazy you ain't gonna say nothing
So, so I don't think it was important. But, but his was really good. Even though he was blind. Tap your neighbor and say, he was blind. But he wasn't deaf. When he heard. He, he was in tune with his surroundings. He had to be, because blind people have to be in tune with their surroundings. Their, their hearing is heightened when they get the loss of another sense. Oh, my God. He had to, have a, he had to be in tune so he would not miss any opportunity if it would arise. He had to hear what was going on, who was coming in, who was going out. He, he heard conversations. He wasn't being a peeping Tom. It's just he heard. He had miracle ear. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. He, he, he heard stuff. He had to hear amongst a crowd. He had to have heard that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. He, he, he heard that Jesus had power to heal because his, his name was noised abroad. They, they, they knew he was Jesus, Jesus, the, the, the one who was walking on water, the one who fed 5,000, the one who, who, who raised Lazarus from Jesus is coming. I, did, I heard Jesus is coming. Jesus, it was all going through the town and he heard that. And I know that he had to say within himself, I will not miss this opportunity. Oh, he, he wasn't looking for, for what he can get out of you. He just said, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. So he began to cry out. That's a sign of humility. See, I'm, I'm, so, sick of, I'm so sick of church folk who, who, who don't want to cry out. Because if you don't, because you know if you cry out, it brings attention to your need. But God has a way to put something on you or put you through something that you don't care who's around you. You got to come out. Jesus, Jesus. And he, he began to cry out. And look, he said, have mercy. Oh, my God, on me. He didn't say have grace. He said, have, see, grace is God not giving us what we deserve. Mercy is God giving us what we don't deserve. Blind Barmada said, listen, I need you, God, Jesus, to give me something that I don't deserve. But I love the fact that he said, thou son of David. That was his messianic call that even this blind man knew who Jesus was more than the 12 that was following him. Thou son of David. He said, you are the son of David. They knew that through the line of the son of David, the Messiah would come. And blind Bartimaeus knew without ever having an encounter with Jesus who he 
I'm, I'm, I'm a, I feel my help. I feel some of, some of us have had many encounters with Jesus and we still don't know who he is. And here's a blind man who never had an encounter with him and knew that he was the son of of David, not the son of Joseph, the son of David. Well, I think the devil got mad at this blind man identifying. Let me just help you. Flesh can only recognize flesh. Flesh can't recognize spirit. It takes spirit to recognize spirit. Bartimaeus didn't look at Jesus' identification, his driver's license. But in his spirit, he knew. You see. I, I, I know this word is for somebody. You ever feel in your spirit that something's going to happen before it happens? That's God telling you it's about to happen. God had already touched blind Barnmaeus while he was begging. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. He didn't touch him when he went to church. He didn't touch him after he got the Holy Ghost. He didn't touch him after he did everything right. God sent information to blind Bartimaeus while he was begging. <laughs> Religious folk can't get that. Can't get that. They can't understand how a beggar can have more information than somebody that's talking in tongues. All the y'all better. And so he's many times, hey, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Shut up. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet, beggar. They charged him that he should hold his peace. Shh, shh. It's Jesus. But he cried out the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Don't you ever, ever let anybody run interference on your praise. Don't you ever let anybody stop you when you know your breakthrough is on the other side of your cry. I need a church. I need a church. Even, even this blind man knew that when the enemy tries to stop your praise, it is a cue to go even harder. When the enemy tries to shut you up, you got to know that you are closer than ever to your breakthrough. Who am I preaching to? Be quiet, be quiet. Don't go 
call him. Don't call him. Shut up. Circumstances, things that arise in your life are designed by the enemy to keep you quiet. To keep you quiet. That's why we keep trying to tell you that the power of life and death is in your tongue. It ain't in your mind. It's in your tongue. You got to open your mouth. You got to increase the gain. Woo! On your praise. And I'm going to tell you why. And Jesus stood still. I'm going to have a praise that provokes and demands heaven stop. See, see, you you still operating in flesh. I, I'm, 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 I hope y'all catch it. Matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm going to take about 10 seconds to give you a chance to give a, a nice little praise break and see if you can praise God with the type of praise that will make heaven stop. Okay, you missed that opportunity. Because you allowed the devil to tell you to shut up. When God just told you, I'm giving you 10 seconds to get my attention. But don't get my attention if you don't want nothing. Because in the middle of New York City where a whole bunch of people is walking, you got to be very loud in order for somebody to say. Because everybody that's talking ain't really saying nothing. Y'all better help me. See, see, God said, I want you to get my attention like when you get dressed in the morning with the intent to get everybody else's attention. Jesus stood still. Now he was telling his disciples, we got to go to Jerusalem. He was intent on purpose. He was heading to his execution. But because of the cries of a blind beggar, Jesus stopped. Now, now, the Bible says he commanded that they call him. And commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to read it again. He commanded him to be called. And he, they called the blind man. Bartimaeus is sitting begging. He hears Jesus is coming. This is his breakthrough. He begins to call Jesus. They tell him to shut up, but you ain't going to stop my breakthrough. I'm tired of begging. I'm tired of being at the side of the highway while everybody is passing me by. I'm tired of being in the same stronghold over and over and over while I see people come in free and get out free. I'm tired of being depressed while everybody's happy. I'm tired of being broke while everybody's rich. I'm tired of asking for what I want and not get 
y'all better help me. Y'all better help me. He said, I'm not gonna shut up. So he called him even louder. The more you tell me to shut up, the louder I'm gonna get. And Jesus stood still. And commanded that he be called. The called has now begun, has now became the caller. The one doing the calling is now the one being called. Many are called, few are chosen. The callings of God are without repentance. I've called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. The callings of God are effectual. But he did not call the man. He made his haters. The ones telling them to shut up. I tell you, when you don't know what to say, just keep your mouth shut. Because <laughs> the Bible says if you draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. They were just telling him to be quiet. Now Jesus tell him, go tell him, be of good comfort. Oh my God, you see, because your enemy will switch up the story. Be of good comfort. He's calling you. They won't get on his good side because they know if Jesus is calling him, I need to get on his good side because God is about to do something for him that I want to be a part of. It wasn't me telling him to shut up, Jesus. It wasn't me saying he'll never be nothing. It wasn't me saying doubting the power of God on his life. It wasn't me. <laughs> Y'all better help me up here. Y'all don't. I, uh, but Bartimaeus was blind, but he wasn't deaf. I, I just love how God uses your haters to announce your elevation. <laughs> he said, be of good comfort. Rise. He's calling you. You need to be of good comfort before you rise. Because if you rise without being comforted, you're going to rise with everything you've been sitting in. So I need you to get happy before I do it. My, am I preaching this thing? Listen, I, I need you to be, see, you want to rise and get comforted. But God said, I want you to be comforted in the call. Because you know if I called you, I'm not going to let anything, all things work together for the good for them that are called. So I need you to be cool and, and comforted with the call. And I'm not going to pick you up. 
You got power to get up. Y'all better come on. Tap your name and say, you got power to get up. See, you said you got the Holy Spirit. When he called you, the Holy Spirit was in the calling. Because you couldn't come except the Holy Spirit. So when he called them, it was the Holy Spirit that grabbed them. And the resurrection power is in. You can't get up without the call. So when I called you, I knew you could get up. Y'all better help me. Rise about your condition. Rise about your low level thinking. Rise about those who would hold you back. I need you to rise. And when he got up, the Bible says, he cast away his garments. And he rose. It says he took off his garments before he got up. Because you don't want to get up with the old stuff still on you. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Y'all better help me. Y'all better. He, he cast off and he came to Jesus. Woo! If you're going to walk up on your breakthrough, you can't bring old stuff with you. Now, 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 give me a minute, give me a minute, give me a minute. We're going to have church in about two seconds. I'm about done. He cast away his garments. The garments represent everything that was comforting to him. Everything that he settled for was in his garment. Because he didn't have much. So his garment was his tool. It was not only his tool, it was his comfort. It was not only his comfort, it was his identity. So, when you look up casting, follow me now, it's about as deep as we're going. It means to cast off. Right? But, it also means throwing something as as like when you go fishing when you throw and cast your reel right right and your fishing line you cast right but but it also is the assignment of parts and duties for actors ain't that right Jeremiah you you're part of the cast so casting means to throw off it means to throw out and it means to be in. Casting means to throw off, to throw out, and to be in. Okay. But it also, last one, it means to mold. As when you cast a mold. So it means to throw off, to throw out, to be in. And to mold. He cast away his garments. He threw off. He threw out. He became part of. 
There's a lot going on. See, 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 there's a lot going here. He decided to throw off what was molding his thinking. He was tired of being cast in a part that he was never designed to play in. So he had to get rid of the old so he can throw out his faith and to be able to catch that which he knew was coming so that he can be a part of this new mold. (laughs) Did, Did you catch it? Did you catch it? See, see, we have to be willing, if we're going to see, to throw off what's been molding us for so long. And then we're going to have to throw out our faith and trust that what we're going to catch is going to be God. Y'all better help me. And then once he catches, we got to be still enough so that he can mold us into who he has called us to be. Y'all better help me. Tap your name and say, you've been playing a role that you were not designed to live in yeah yeah see you thought you were that you were not that you were just playing that but you played it so well see if you have if you go to acting school i know i did a little bit of acting and they would say if you're gonna play a role you need to study the role that you're going to play so when i was doing a play in theater they would call me to play either a drug dealer or a drug addict because i knew what how to play that role of being that because i had lived in it and i was molded to that type of thinking i couldn't play anything other than that because I didn't study that y'all better y'all, y'all not helping me so so what actors will do is they will immerse themselves in the character that they needed to play and do everything that that character had did even to eat or to begin to look like or to exercise to take on the image they would mold themselves into who they were designed to play and then they would become that person and if they had demonic activity they would call spirits so that they could even get the spirit of that person to play that role i'm here to tell you that the enemy has put a spirit on you that made you think that what you were doing was who you are but the devil is a liar and God said, I got a new movie that I'm ready for you to star in. Oh, my God. Bartimaeus, you've been playing beggar for too long. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, just a few verses ago. We taught on this because we heard this before where the disciples said, Jesus, we want you to do for us whatever we ask you. And Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? That we may sit on the right and on the left. Wrong. See, you want power and position. So now they come to a beggar, and the beggar doesn't ask Jesus to do something for him. He just says, have mercy. And because he was willing to humble himself and ask for mercy, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do 
for you. Now, I could just see the disciples saying, didn't we just ask him to do something for us? And he wouldn't do it. We've been following him for three years now. And um, didn't we ask him to just at least let us sit on the front row with our names on the pew? All, all we wanted was some names on the pew. That's it. He wouldn't even give us that. <laughs> you ain't going to say nothing. I, I got to have fun when I preach. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and now he's going to ask this beggar right in front of us. <laughs> what if he asks him for power and he give it to him? <laughs> Woo! What do you want me to do for you? That I might receive my sight. Blind man said, Lord, I, I, I told you when we were back, he was like, he addressed him, Rabboni. Rabboni means master and Lord. It's not rabbi, that's just teacher. Rabboni means master and Lord. So this blind man put Jesus in the place of being master, but more than master, he made him Lord. Jesus, you have to, you have to be a slave for a master. You got to be willing to do what the master says. We don't like nobody to be master. Because we are the master. We might serve God as Lord. Because even Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I do? But to, to say he's master means you are a slave. I'm about to close this message. Oh, this is so good. Was it good? Am I helping anybody? Lord, Reverend, our master, that I may receive my sight. I don't want position of power. But I'm tired of walking around in the dark. He didn't even ask him for a job. Because he was begging all his life. He didn't ask him for a house. He didn't ask him for a family. He didn't say, give me a wife that could see so at least she could do. He, he doesn't ask for any of the things that. <laughs> he just said, I want to see. Now, now this is going to be deep. Because I've never seen this before. No pun intended. Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. He doesn't say you can see. He says, what do you want me to do for you? You got my attention. Lord, I want to see. Go your way. 
your faith has made you whole. Do you remember in the Bible where the ten lepers had leprosy and, and, and nine of them went on their way and only one came back and said, thank you. And he told him, he said, you are whole. The other ones had to go. They were being healed, but he was made whole. He was made whole without seeing the manifestation. <laughs> Jesus just told him, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. It wasn't his sight that made him whole. See, a lot of times we think that we are less than because we don't have what everybody else has. And we think if we get that thing that's been missing, we'll be whole. But he didn't tell that man he has his sight and he's whole. He told him, your faith, man. Do you know there are more people who can't see that have more faith in our whole than people that can't? See, you got to stop thinking that's what this Christian walk is about. You got to stop thinking that the thing that's broke in your life is what's making you unwhole. Because you have given that thing too much authority. The thing that you need to be whole is your faith. That's why the Bible says you could take my, you know, you could take my car, you could take my house, you could take, but Lord, don't take, David said, don't take everything. You could take it all, but don't take your spirit away. Because if I don't have your spirit, I don't have faith. He's given every man a measure of faith. If I don't have faith, I can't get nothing. I, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I need faith. I can go without my sight. I can go without my hand. I can go without walking. I can go without a car. I can go without, but I cannot go without faith. See, uh, uh, the reason people are broken in their lives is because they don't have faith. I put a post up, and the post said something to the effect of, never give broken people the whole of you, because you'll always get shortchanged. You understand? Never give broken people. And, and when, what I mean by that is, when you give people who don't have the level of faith, the faith that you got, you're going to always come up shortchanged, because no matter what you do, they're always going to be broken. Because they're looking for a physical manifestation of something to make them feel good when all they need is faith to be whole. Oh my God, right? You gotta, you gotta have faith uh, over your past. You gotta have faith over your circumstances. You gotta have faith over the wrong. See, see, I'm, I'm, I'm losing all of y'all about now. You gotta have faith over the wrong in your life. It doesn't just say you have faith when everything's going right in your life. And you're on board when everything's good. Because that's not faith.
So because you had enough faith to be sitting there as a beggar for all these years and yell out to me and all you want is to receive your sight, you are whole. You are more whole than these jokers I got walking with me who I'm leading to the place of my execution, who will uh, deny me and turn away from me when I'm on the cross. And I will have to tell my chief apostle that uh, when Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but when you, uh, but I prayed that your faith fail you not because everything else about you is going to fail. And so immediately, and then it says immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus in the way. Now I'm going to close. When he got what he asked for, he didn't go about his business. Because Jesus told him, go your way. Your faith made you whole. And immediately when he received his sight, he could have went about his way. But he understood that his way was the wrong way. He realized that, see, a lot of us, when we get what we want from God, we go about our business. And we ain't nowhere to be found. But if you got enough sense, you'll understand that when God gives you what you ask for, follow him. He, it says that he followed him. Y'all better come on. I know what I preached. The, the message was, I want to see. I just want to know how many of you really want to see. Y'all not going to say nothing. See, when you really want to see, because you, you're going to have to be willing to come out of a beggar's mentality. And when God go ahead and lift the scales off your eyes, you will then see. And the sight that he's talking about is not physical sight. Because the Bible says that we walk by faith, not by sight. So why are you complaining about what you see with your physical eye or don't see with your physical eye? God said, I'm not concerned about your physical eye. I'm concerned about your spiritual eye. As a matter of fact, when I wanted to call Paul, I had to knock him off his horse and put scales on his physical eyes so that he could see spiritually what was going on. Somebody say, I want to see. God is about to open up your eyes. The Bible says, open up the eyes of my understanding that I may see the wondrous things that you want to do in my life. I want to see. I don't want to just see physically. I want to see spiritually. God, show me spiritually how to handle my finances. God. Show me where to spend and when not to spend. I need spiritual fortitude to be wise enough to handle this type of blessing. God, I want to see. I want to see the ones that are in my life that I need to get up out of my life. 
Somebody say, help me see. I want to see my haters. I want to see what I need to do spiritually for my physical health. Show me what to eat, what not to eat, where to go, what not to go. Y'all not going to say nothing because you don't really want to see. Because if God ever lets you see, then you're going to have to be accountable for what you see. That's why people want to stay begging and blind to the truth. You know that Negro ain't no good for you, but you don't want to see. Tap your neighbor say, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. God's been trying to show you over and over and over again. And you are walking blind. There are blind people that can see your life better than you see it. I want to see. The Bible says the word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my pathway. I want to know where I'm walking. We've been walking in the dark too long. Walking around rooms that we are not designed to be in. Rooms of depression. Everything in the room is depressing. There's no joy in the room. Walking around rooms of of brokenness. Walking around rooms of of family hurt. When we feel like we pissed somebody do something to us, we go right to that room. We turn the lights off and we just begin to think of how wrong they did me. How they don't appreciate me. Me, 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 me. And God forbid somebody throw some light in the room. Come out. Jesus wants to. It's like throwing holy water on an exorcist. Like, they turn into a demon. They, they don't, I don't want to get that Jesus away from me. Ah. And you throw scriptures on your wife, throw scriptures on your husband. The Lord said, if you don't shut up, I know what the Lord said, but I know what you're doing. And I'm going to close this. Because the only one that can transform a demon into an angel is God. <laughs> so you need to let it go. Because God is having a hard enough time transforming you. Grace and peace. No, I'm just kidding. Did God open up anybody's eyes? Is God opening up anybody's eyes? 
That's why the devil wants to keep us in the dark. We can't pick and choose when we're going to have light. You can't have light on Sunday and darkness on Monday. He said, abide in me. And you'll see. That's why that blind man said, I'm following you. I'm following you. Ain't that something? The first, the first wonderful thing and horrible thing that Bartimaeus was a witness to was the crucifixion of Jesus. To see them kill the one that gave him sight. But to know he resurrected. How can we not love a God that we seem give his life for us? He gave 110%. And we have a hard, hard time giving him 10%. Don't get me on that tide thing. Because we don't want to see. We go to the scriptures. The scriptures that told us we don't want to see that. We go right to the, nope, I want to. So at some point, you got to come out of Psalms. You got to come out of the, all things work together for my good. When all you're doing is bad because they ain't working for your good. The devil got you blind and you think they're working for your good. You think you got it going on. God ain't got but one switch you got to hit. Everything will go dark in your life. We found that out with COVID, right? Yeah, you could be stacking your paper up. You ready? One switch. So you keep playing... You keep playing with homelessness in the shelter as God's children. You keep that. I'm going to mess with you that and then I'm going to close. You keep not tithing. Now God done told you over 20,000 times and you just won't be blind to that scripture. But you keep screaming health, wealth, and prosperity. You ain't going to prosper. That's a violation of God's code. It might look like you got something. You don't give out of convenience. You give because he says, because he's master. He's master and Lord of everything. He's either Lord of all or not Lord at all. Well, I got faith in this area. I don't have faith in this area. I don't know what God you're serving. I'm just being real with you. Because I believe God, when, I, when God tells me I can have something, I'm going to take God at his word. If I'm not there yet, God make me get there. Because I don't want anything. I want everything that you got for me. Whatever's blocking that, get it out. 
And he's working on us constantly. But I'm not going to sit here and close my eyes to certain parts of the scripture because I don't like it. The Bible says homosexuality is a sin. Don't tell me I got to be tolerant. Don't tell me this. No, I'm just this. No, that's how you feel. But I feel like slapping people sometimes. The Holy Spirit could keep me from slapping people. Then if the Holy Spirit is good enough to keep you from whatever propensities that you may have in your flesh. But I'm not going to change the word of God because of what the world says. Period. Men with women, women with men. If you can't get your freak on that way, don't be a freak. If you couldn't catch that, then I don't know how to make it any more simple to you. Because anything else is a freak. Oh, Pastor, you shouldn't say that. That's not nice. I ain't called to be nice. God ain't nice. He told me I had to stop. Do you think that was nice? God, let me do everything I want to do. And just let give me everything I want. Please. You're going to have to find another religion for that. They'll have you doing all kinds of stuff, selling books, bean pies, whatever you, whatever you got to do. But the devil is a liar because I ain't selling nothing. I couldn't sell drugs right. I ain't selling no bean pies. And the church said? Amen. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you want to see because you've been blind, and you need to give your life to him. Because you can't see without him. You can't see without him. And if that's you, then all you have to do is pray this simple prayer. Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, that he rose for my sins. And I ask that he come into my heart and live his life in me. Help me to stop doing the things that are not like you. And help me to do the things that are like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we don't have to walk around blind. And we don't have to walk around begging. We are your children. You want us to see. You removed the scales from our eyes a long time ago. Help us to walk in wisdom. Walk according to your word and your precepts so that we can inherit the blessing that you want to pour on us as your children. We thank you for this. Keep us until we meet again as we grow one with another and one towards another. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace.